Last time, after bidding everyone leave the underground holding pen, Rhapsody squared off alone against Darrow Thiff, who was unarmored and mostly unarmed, and he quickly fell to her blade. Shortly after, the three Triaxian knights arrived, but they were changed. Eyes glowing green, they had been enthralled by Lord Kreva and were ordered to bring Rhapsody back to the castle. In exchange, the rest of them were free to leave, so Rhapsody acquiesced and stole aboard the shuttle and left the party behind. Akim then tried to do some sneaky stuff on his own while Brasha went to the village of Badzion to get messages out with Addy. Confronting and escaping the clutches of a fully-sized dragon, Akim was eventually rescued and the three made their way back towards Kimura until they were intercepted by High Commander Ichera and the Kimura Garrison fleet. It seems that when Brasha broadcasted that help message, someone or something out there pinged his voice as a suspect in a heist that took place some months ago. I was, I fought Darrow too. Uh, addendum to the last time. Akim helped too. And if uh, this is your first episode listening, that's really on you for not already knowing that. Um, <laughs> Akim helped. Brasha was smart and uh, got the hell out of there. So here we are. The three. You're fine. Uh, Akim, Brasha, and Addy Star are in the Skull and Tones starship. And when we last left you, you were headed towards Kimura. Zipping through the Kimura morning air or the Triaxian morning air towards the city-state of Kimura. Uh, I believe Brasha was piloting? Uh, at the time, he was. You? Uh, Addy leans down to uh, Brasha, who is piloting the Skull and Tones, and says, um, If it's all the same to you, Brasha, I'd like to be dropped off at home. I have a lot of work ahead of me. Ugh! Why are you asking him? This is my ship. He's in the pilot's chair, and it's kind of close quarters in here, Akim. This wasn't designed for three. Green, uh, lock Russia out of the controls. Take us to Addy's place. <laughs> Starts tail spinning. <laughs> uh... She obeys. Uh, Brasha, the, the controls go dark uh, underneath your uh, dirty fucking paws, and uh, the ship uh, accelerates and goes towards the location where Addy, uh, Addy was introduced to Rhapsody and Akim hardly a week ago. You get there pretty quick. She's flying quite fast, and it's not terribly far away. Landing by the paddock near Addy's home, the three of you are greeted immediately as you step out by a wallyped, a pachycephalosaurus, and a shotolashu running towards the fence. Wow, okay. Uh, Addy has a bit of a set. <laughs> the doves are animals, right? Yes. Those, those, those were the same animals you rode down there. How did they get yeah, so the, she said that they knew their way back. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's right, she did. Uh, so 
as we or Occam um is like tells her goodbye and like good luck. Yeah, Brasha will give her a business card and say if she's uh ever around the uh Casbah, uh <laughs> feel free to look them up. She looks at the pair of you and she's got a, a sad smile on her face. From a few hundred meters away from where you're standing, the city of Kimura is abuzz with all the troop movements, claxing calls and announcements on PA systems. She looks back at the city and then looks to you guys, tears welling up in her eyes. There's no telling what Kriva will do in retaliation to our attack, but I, I have to get my animals prepared for possible war. It... It was a pleasure to get to know you both. I'm going to get her back. I don't think... Uh, I'm going to get her back, but I don't think this planet is safe for you right now. And Brasha, it looks like you have your own troubles to deal with. Safe enough for me, but somebody has to go and make a fucking broadcast and get pinged with stupid shit. She uh, quickly uh, steps up to the both of you and scoops the two of you into uh, into a, a warm embrace. And without, I know, without <laughs> another word, she uh, drops the hug, leaps over the fence, and runs with her beast back up to her house. I just want to be clear that that was supposed to be him getting squeezed, not retching. Because I realized. <laughs> oh, oh, I took it to meaning, yeah. It, no, I took it to meaning the way you meant it. Yeah, because like I, I made the noise and I was like, <laughs> she she gives you a hug. <clears throat> oh god! Oh god! Oh my mask! Oh <laughs> god! You... <laughs> it's like oh god. When's the last time you had a mask? Oh dear, yeah, it's probably been a while. Uh, I thought. I mean, she... I think we're all in that boat, though. Yeah, yeah you're she... all. She bathed in the river. Oh yeah, you yeah. guys didn't. Fucking. Um. I, was I thought we tried to, quick. and then we got elementaled. Well, I washed my clothes. You were wherever. tinkering. Akim was washing his new armor he got from the Smelly Showbod, but yeah. no, the you guys have been uh without any sort of facilities since that night in Badzion, so it's been six days. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I have a, I have that kit that does bath. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Occam, as you're thinking of bath, uh, and as uh, Addy Star exits the show, uh, your helmet buzzes with the notification from the Starfinder AI. Uh, what is it, jerk? Excuse me, sirs, but I'm getting an urgent message from a Starfinder agent named Zefeldrin. And they are most anxious to meet this Venture Lieutenant Brockham real name. Uh... They left coordinates to offices in the city of Kumo, approximately one hour's flight from here. Shall we shove off? I am very anxious to meet another modern Starfinder. Uh, yeah, if nothing else, they'll be able to 
now put you up where you need to be. Yes, it's been too long since I've been able to pal around with the old Pathfinders, Starfinders. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, it's been, oh, decades. It's been literally forever because you've never done it. At least four decades, then, would qualify for forever. <sighs> uh, so you load back up into the ship? Yeah. Okay. Uh, coordinates are punched in. It is uh, approximately an hour away. You will be flying over the Sephoria Sea. The water is a shocking blue after so many days of vibrant jungle green. If you were to look behind you, however, you would see an impressive wall of that promised snowstorm that you were told about, Occam, by Francis. And it's just a, a, a maelstrom of a snowstorm brewing over where you know where Crevis Crater to be. Just shoot some... some, uh, some... Just heat? This isn't Pokemon. You don't just throw the opposite element at it and it fixes it. I mean, in a weather situation, it, it probably kind of would. If it was sufficient heat. Well, anyway, uh, you, you zip across the, the, the sea here, uh, following the coordinates along a crowded river delta. The city of Kumo is a bustling port hub. Ships both for the stars and for the seas fill the harbor docking areas, but your instructions take you to the northern edge of the city at the top of a hill, crawling with construction drones as you touch down. Um, both of you give me a culture check. Hey, I know culture. I know culture. Would this happen to fit in with my icon status at all? Yes. Ass. Yay. And uh, as a note, you guys are level five. So uh, I think we can uh, address cool new features as they arise. But um, for now, you guys are stronger, emboldened. What did you get for cultures? Uh, tw 22 cents. It's based on my um, uh, icon status. Okay. Rasha? Uh, emboldened by the knowledge gifted to me by Yusera. Eurasa, sorry. Yeah. Uh, gifted to me by Eurasa. Uh, my five turns into a 15 for culture. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, both of you would be familiar with Kumo. It is a bustling Skyfire mandate trade port on a river delta on the north coast of the Sephorian Sea. Uh, it's a well-known place where smugglers can offload just about anything. One can find a buyer for just about any type of good, no matter how illegal or taboo. Many trades are conducted in a in heavily secured back rooms, but uh, the only the only trade that isn't allowed is the trafficking of sentient creatures. Uh, as such, drow arms dealers have been told uh, repeatedly to take their wares elsewhere. So as you're zipping along here, if either of you have an eye for drow architecture or ship design, you'll see that 
if there are any drow at all, they are on the outskirts or waiting in uh, quote unquote, no, not even quote unquote, international waters. Okay. So you guys uh, zip along here. There's it's standard Triaxian uh, architecture, not a whole lot of multi level buildings in this area, but they are quite expansive to accommodate. Uh, the large size dragon kin as well as dragons regularly. Yeah. Big flat stuff. Yes. Alright. So what are these coordinates? Okay. These uh, The coordinates take you to the top of this hill and uh, as you touch down you're surrounded by uh, shipping containers full of building supplies uh, so much so that it's a bit of a maze to walk through here, but your comm unit uh, directs you to follow the path, and you follow between these. Like it's it's like a very much like a a harbor shipping yard, just tall towers of shipping containers left and right. Uh, you follow this well worn walkway till you come to a clean uh, a clearing. And you see something remarkable. I need to get cool. the pic- get what, the picture. What right do now. we remark? You remark. Oh, that- look. <laughs> oh. I cannot wait to kill you both in game. <laughs> you see in this clearing, holding a very large drill, a huge brass dragon. Is they just like jackhammering the fucking ground or something? <laughs> they are. A pair of sparking excavation drones lay in a heap behind them as this 20-foot tall drake uses one of the attachments to bore into the stony ground. So much so that smoke is pouring out of the hole and after a few moments, the drill locks up. With a roar, the dragon goes to hurl the machinery and notice the two of you standing there. Like, if, if, if Occam walked out and saw another fucking dragon after what he's just been through, he's gonna, like, just grab Brasha by the back of the neck and pull him back behind one of those fucking crates. Uh, Are you trying to hide? Yes. Okay. Brasha ain't. <laughs> Brasha's running out there. Okay. Give me a stealth, Akin. Uh, 24. Okay. It's almost as high as I can get. But not quite enough. The dragon turns their uh, craggy but handsome question mark face towards you and it immediately breaks into a sheepish grin. This this uh, huge dragon is a young adult brass dragon. The image I posted is this actual character. This is a character pulled straight out of Starfinder Society. Uh, one dash... 19 to conquer the dragon. <clears throat> he has a Pathfinder horn ring. Exactly. Or Starfinder uh, horn ring. Yep. Uh, so he, so immediately they see you and they break into a sheepish grin. Uh, sorry about that. Will you be the inspectors then? Uh, no. Oh. But even better. I can probably fix that machine for you. Looks like it's locked up a little. Uh, 
yeah, if you have the ability. <laughs> I know that voice, though. Your Brockham real name. <laughs> oh, oh, just from behind yes. the container. <sighs> I am Zefeldrin, uh, Starfinder agent. It is a pleasure to meet you, Brockham. It's a curious name, isn't it? I don't think it's I can. A stupid fucking name. It's a real name. Calm down. Oh, real name. Your surname is real name. Yes. I don't think I can place the origin. Ah, yes, it's The origin very is old. the cat's ass. Oh, you don't have to hide behind the corner there. Um, like he's coming out by this point. Okay. Like, he's yeah. fucking yelling. Nice. Yeah, he, he sets the drill down, uh, puts his hands up. I, I mean you no harm. I'm Zephaldrin, as I said. I'm Starfinder agent. You have nothing to fear. You don't need to... Well, if, you, if you're if you the ones that sold us this shoddy... And he gives a kick to one of the construction drones. Then you have something to fear. But uh, no, I... No matter, no matter. I was very surprised to receive your communication, Venture Lieutenant. However brief it was. I'm glad uh, anyone was around. Occam is ignoring Brasha. He's going to walk up to the thing, the broken thing. Okay. He's just going to um, fix it. And, and you are? Occam. Occam, real name? No. Are you? Oh. Occam Razor. He uh, gives you a look and he cocks his head. And he turns back to Brockham. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking angry. I'm afraid shortly after your burst was sent, it was intercepted by the garrison at Kamora. Uh, fortunately, I have contacts as well, he says with a smirk. Clearly, somebody over there felt our services were not actually needed in this endeavor. But tell me, and please don't take offense, who in the Seven Hells are you? I've been in society... A good while, and your name and face aren't ringing any bells. Oh, well, funny story. I was sent out here, way out to the middle of nowhere, to uh, oversee <laughs> the creation of that, uh, he, he, you know, uh, finger quotes, new Starfinder base. But uh, I just look up at the dragon and I shake my head. <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems that the construction was never actually finished. So I've been doing my best to, uh, you know, do what I can, but eh, it's not much. Your communique mentioned the jungle. I've never been, and it's a little awkward that you were sent there to oversee it, as that is why I'm here in Kumo. Uh, this is going to be the White Sands Lodge. Um, curious. I wasn't told of your mission, Venture Lieutenant. Can, uh, do, do I have like a flash drive on me? Yeah. Absolutely. Can I, can I just take the shard of the fucking AI and put it in the flash drive and throw it up at the dragon and be like, here. Um, Make an attack roll. <laughs> Uh, first off, um, before before he catches it, because he's a dragon, uh, Brasha, give me a bluff check. Absolutely. Jesus. 
Um, all right, I'm not going to re-roll that because that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I will add my d6. So, 17. Bluff is going to be... Uh, 12, sorry, 13 plus 17. So, uh, dirty 30. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he looks at you and he's kind of got a, a twinkle in his eye about you. Um, I, I'll lower my voice and be like, I'll be honest with you. I don't think there was an actual mission. I think my commanding officer was just uh, a little jealous of how quickly I was rising through the ranks and uh, wanted to get me out of there. At that, he kind of... Uh... His his eyes kind of relax. Anyway, I heal the drill for fifteen hit points. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, that'll be Lawazi, uh, our first seeker. Of course, she is very ambitious with uh, reclaiming lost lodges. I'm I'm to understand they sent a a cadre of starfinders out to Verses to see to them as well. Uh, but uh, you there, this data chip. Is it safe? It's the AI from the lodge. Oh, and uh, he fumbles and he uh, plugs it into... He's got a bit of a Bluetooth headset uh, attachment to his face. And uh, as you said earlier, Sean, he does have a Starfinder badge dangling from one of his uh, ruddy brown kind of coppery scaled horn. And he plugs it in and you hear him muttering to himself for a bit. And uh, in this time, um, Akim, how much did you heal the uh, drill for? Uh, 15 uh, on the first blast. Gotcha. Because I now do 3d4 plus 7. Very nice. After a few moments, he uh, unplugs the chip uh, and uh, sto stows it. Uh, he holds it up to you, Akim. Uh, do you mind if I take this? Sure, it's just a copy. The main one is still back at the uh, at the lodge. Hmm. Uh, very well. Uh, as for you, Brockham, uh, you're you're rising through the ranks. I'm just an agent, uh, so please don't take my questions as impudence. I just like to know all the players on the board. If you take my meaning, every time he gets referred to as. Bro Brockham, or by a rank, or re resulting in any lie related to the things, Occam just fucking sighs defeatedly. Very nice. Uh, please do not worry about it. Uh, as a follower of Eureka, I believe that knowledge should always be seeked in its uh, highest capacity. So ask away, my friend. He nods and smiles, and he is. Uh... He is very eager to keep talking. Uh, both of you give me a, another culture check. This won't have anything to do with Icon. This is more to do with dragons in general. All right. 18. Okay. 23. Okay. Uh, the both of you know that uh, dragons, like every other alien species, uh, they have 
certain traits. Uh, the thing about copper dragons, uh, brass dragons rather, um, is they are, and Sean, please correct me uh, if this is, it, actually it's not because I went, looked I'm at the Pathfinder. I'm familiar, so. Yeah, yeah. So brass dragons are known to be garrulous, um, chatty. They they like information. They like knowledge. They, will, they have plenty of attacks. Uh, you do know that their breath ability is a sleep gas, but most common about brass dragons is they are conversational. They, they, they love to, to spin a yarn. They, they're the kind of dragon that will, uh, not so much with the riddles maybe, but, uh, definitely just talk your ears off. So he is, uh, he is beaming at your mention of Eurasia and spreading of knowledge. So, uh, Akim, if you want to hit that drill again with, uh, with another healing thing, he's just going to talk to, uh, Brasha is going to talk to Brockham about uh, just to sh shoot the shit for a few more minutes. Okay, so 11 plus 7 is 18. Okay. Okay, so um, so they're just gabbing back and forth. You know, he, uh, Brockham, if you bring up Eurasia, he, he'll talk about his uh, studies with the deities and how uh, some ancient dra uh, draconic deities uh, have very similar uh, attributes. But then he l says to the two of you, Ichera and the garrison have blocked all outside communication to Kimura on the pretense that they are engaging in some sort of war game in the jungles to the south, but your message has me questioning that. Hmm... Oh, there's definitely some sort of, uh, uh, war is the correct word. I don't know about game, but, uh, I'm guessing they're letting their pride get a little bit, uh, over their pauldrons, as it were. That area is a little too intense for me. So, yes, I, that tracks. Um, and though my ancestry would suggest otherwise... I'm actually not from this planet. I'm actually a native to Akaton, so the Yukore jungle is not known to me. All we have in the archives in the society is it is replete with vampiric beasts, and the strategic location of Kamora is no accident. It's a shady place. Huh? Quite. Um... Unfortunately, I am weeks away from the deadline to this facility, so you'll need to type up your report and send it to the Lorespire Complex yourself. Um, I see that you are handy. I do not suppose either of you could lend a hand in repairing the drones? A crystalline dome is to be the centerpiece of this lodge, right where we're standing, but it won't take root until we get down to the living rock below. I can offer compensation. I walk over to one of the drones. Mm -hmm. Give me uh, engineering check, both of you. Hell yeah. I was going to say Brasha cracks his neck and... Uh, I got slightly gets... better at that. Okay. I also got slightly better at that. Okay. You're, you're Actually, I got... undoubtedly massively better than me. <laughs> I got a lot better at engineering, actually. <laughs> Uh, I got a 16. Okay. 
Technically, I could roll a 16. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. So I rolled a one. Uh huh. Um. Did you get a 16? I don't know because I get to roll a d6 with it. So. Mm -hmm. That was a two. <laughs> so. 17. <laughs> I love it. I, okay. I can't re-roll my engineering checks like I can with my bluffs. Gotcha. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, looking over the drones, you see that they are of decent make. But uh, as you look at, you know, you pop open one of the chassis, you see that the, they have devices installed that rep that uh, suppresses their max RPMs. It'll take you some time, but uh, the two of you believe you can overclock the systems of one and use the co components of the other to uh, exponentially improve performance. Um, Brasha, give me a perception check or physical science, whichever whichever is better for you. Uh, I'm sorry, physical science or... Perception. Or perception. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, perception. Uh, can can I jack directly into the systems and run a diagnostic? Sure. Okay, so I plug my head in. Sure. Okay. <laughs> What's that look like? Do you? I have like a wire that comes out of the back of my head. It's like sexy. Extensible. Okay. Or te not telescopic. What's it called? Retractable. Okay. So yeah, you you jack into this, and uh, you see that. Uh, it is a it is a design it is a by design that this model has uh the, the term governor installed where like a car you can't go over a certain mile an hour or the engine will shut off this is the same thing they are trying to dig into stony ground but it is a bit too much for this model um they should have gotten the next higher model is the but, next higher model the same exact thing but without a governor on it precisely and you feel that you who, can absolutely What's that? Who made these? What's the manufacturer? Um, son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good son of a bitch. Um, the uh, uh, the Sinosure. Okay, I'll just. I'm just making it up. Uh, the uh, the Sinosure. Complex, which uh, you know with your culture check to be a subsidiary of Abadar Core. But these guys, can I reprogram the governor? You can absolutely reprogram. You can deactivate it. You can rip it out. But yeah, it's all there right before you. It's you're jacked in. You can see everything. You see <clears throat> that uh, they they change the plating. You they change the the casing, the shelves. They make a. Uh, they make it like they put like you know accentuated metal muscles on some of these things to make the higher tier models. But you see that the schematics are the same basically throughout. Uh, so yeah, my computers is better than my engineering, so I'll try That's and fine. reprogram it. Sure, give me computers. Uh, That's gonna be a dirty twenty. Okay, yeah, you are good. So while you're looking at a very familiar code and probably cursing uh in your in your head at the same time brasha what'd you get for your checks uh 19 perception okay uh looking at the ground 
the the ground that they are uh, trying to drill through. There are like preset spot holes kind of you know like to frame what they need to cut uh <laughs> what they need to excavate rather uh looking at it in the rock below you feel confident that uh if you were to fire delicacere into these pre-cut holes the acid would loosen up the stone even further hmm. <clears throat> uh the fellow drum What's that? Psst, 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 psst. The fell drum. <laughs> he just kitty catted the fucking dragon. Zafeldrin. Uh, uh, oh, Drin. Venture Lieutenant. Yes, Zafeldrin. Yes, it's a, it's a it's an old name. I apologize. I had written it down wrong. Uh, Venture Lieutenant. There's another side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you happen to have any spare battery packs? He, he gestures all around. Uh, there are labeled uh, uh, power generators, uh, cabling. They, this is a construction zone. There are batteries galore. Uh, he, he goes over, picks up a crate, knocks it down, and there's uh, in like that, that, that foam that gun nuts like to have their, their weapons in in suitcases. Like just mm-hmm. full of high capacity batteries, and he tosses two to you, and he uh, tosses two at the in the ground towards Ockham. He's not going to throw them at Ockham, but he's going to toss them into the dirt near you, Ockham. So you oh, now you both thanks. get two high capacity. Oh no, not at all. I'm I'm so far behind schedule. You're you're saving me. Uh, yeah, brush will go around and. Start blasting away then. Okay, uh, you don't need to roll anything. Uh, it's a DC five to hit the ground. You're you're just loosening it up. So, um, however you want to picture this, you are uh, you are just firing into these holes or at the holes or at the ground itself, and it's just searing away the soil and the rock is exposed and it starts to melt and. It's it's going quite well, and at this, and about the same time as you finish, you'll I'll say you know at least one battery is gone um, from your, either whatever you want to use, but uh, you you empty a clip into this area, and the the sizzle is still going on as Occam finishes uh, reprogramming this. So did you reprogram both? Uh, if I can, yes. And I'd also like to take out the black boxes. If I can't hack them, I'll just destroy them f- physically. Um, okay. He, uh, so Zephaldrin is kind of uh, bouncing around to different projects throughout that. He sees you open things up and he sees you tinker with... Uh, he sees you go towards the black box. Uh, excuse me, uh, Akim, Razor. Mm. Uh if you do that, you'll void my warranty and I won't get my deposit back. Would you mind leaving Wouldn't that? Would you rather just keep them? Well, once the facility is built, I'll have no need for excavation droids, drones. How much do you spend on them? I mean, they're top of the line. Abadar, uh, no. Sinosia groups, uh, excavators, uh, I, I don't. I, I mean, I'd have to look at billing, but is there something wrong with them? They belong to assholes. 
Give a diplomacy check. I'm not actually very good at those. <laughs> Occam's gonna get fucking blasted. 16. Okay. Occam, it's business. Um, the Starfinder Society will be reimbursing me and is... You couldn't tell, uh... And he, he shifts uncomfortably in the dirt. I am quite wealthy as a dragon. I can afford to get them back. It's it's no matter. It's more of a I don't want the Starfinder Society to be accused of mishandling other people's items. Do you understand? Fine, but you know what these do. Uh, they remove soil and... No, not the thing overall. This. And he points at the black box. Oh, I'm sure it's some sort of anti-theft device so we can't run off with it and it records things. everything you do and reports it back to Abadarkor. We do pay for the use of it, and it's no secret that we are building a Starfinder Lodge. It you doesn't matter to... if you're renting it or if you own it. It does the same thing. Yes, I. you seem to have a great distrust for the largest corporation in the system. And they're a big bag of dicks. He's, he kind of purses his draconic lips at this. Tell you what. I'll, I'll leave him it, alone. He like holds his hands up. I'll leave it alone. I appreciate that. Um, but they should be up and running. Their governors have been uh, disabled. Uh, the thing is with these boxes, though, they'll know that happened. Mm. Tell you what. Maybe it was a construction accident that caused them to be damaged go ahead Akim do do your um and he looks to Brockham magic close enough that's what everybody else calls it and he'll just he, uh like age it and degrade it okay he prefers the term Scientology <laughs> what is that <laughs> the dark cult <laughs> You thought, you thought Zonkuthan was bad. <laughs> you know, it's like science. But extra. Um, so, uh, it's extra science jammed in your science. Uh, so once you finish this and pat and uh, like close close up the chassis and all that, they hop up immediately and there's a, a, a renewed vigor. Well, you didn't see him before they uh were and he did bat him around a bit you know you look at him you do see that he was the one that did a little smashing um mm. <laughs> you, My you, get the, you get the idea that he is very behind schedule and he is getting quite flustered but uh, uh, i can fix the um i'll fix the uh oh what's it called cosmetic damage Okay. But just make it look like the black box wasn't fucking like kept up with at all, so somebody in the warehouse probably gets blamed for it. Very nice. Okay. He Zephildren uh is he's got a lot on his plate, so he doesn't, you know, see all of this happen what you're doing, but uh once you finish and they, they pop up and they zip over and they just start cutting into this like it's butter. And he's he's clapping his hands at the pair of you, uh, you know, doing the the, the <laughs> Uh, doing another old reference, Eric, buckle up. Doing the Wayne's World kind of bow. Um, my my new friends, my clever, ingenious friends, you, 
you have no idea what this means to me. Um, please, I, I must, re- I must uh, reward such good be such help and uh, <laughs> such such good such. <laughs> so he he digs out of uh, a satchel. Uh, he, he hands down a, a rifle with iconography of uh, draconic uh, muzzle, and uh, it's, a, it's a rifle called a dragonfire rifle. Um, this has uh, this weapon used to serve me well. I don't get out to explore much these days, but I put in my time here. It has the burst fusion on it. And then he hands down two cred sticks. Uh, for 1,000 credits each, he, he tosses one to Brockham and one to Ockham. Uh, Brasha is looking at the uh, the rifle and you like cartoon this like size huge rifle. It's not <laughs> okay. Like a with Sylvester, I was gonna say Sylvester Stallone, but I meant Sylvester <laughs> the cat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like salivating at it, like okay. just dreaming about tearing that bad boy apart. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, uh, I hand him the gun, but I take his cred stick. No, wait, but I just want to see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I should have said, uh, and I can cop, I'll paste uh, the info on this. It's a cold iron wormling dragonfire rifle with burst fusion. It has the uh, burst fusion, which means uh, on a critical, it will arc one fire damage, and that'll that can go up as it levels up. Um, and also, he uh, he digs out uh, from there a, a small case, and he 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 kind of gets down on your guys's level, and he's right by you, and he holds up his claw, and with one of his big ass. So he is a young adult brass dragon. So he is a huge category huge creature so he he drags one uh claw over the top of this box and uh floating uh rising up from the the padding are uh two ability crystals mark one so the way these work is uh it's a plus two to any ability score you want it takes an hour for it to kind of coalesce and attuned to you but then it'll disappear there's a whole thing in the book about how if it's a mental stat it'll you know absorb into your mind if it's a strength based physical it'll go into your body however you see it whatever ability you would like to increase by two is this a permanent boost or is it like a um... permanent boost oh cool Yep. Rasha starts eating it (laughs) that works too uh, he he laughs. Uh, Zephaldrin just stands up and just head back, just laughing out loud. Oh, you you are quite the bold one. Uh, please take these in memory of our our meeting. Um, I don't like I said. I don't explore much. I don't get out to do the the dirty work of the society, so to speak. I'm looking into more of an administrative position, at least until someone more capable comes along to lead this lodge. That's why I'm so keen on getting it operational by the time the first seeker arrives. Uh, thanks. I appreciate these things. Uh, 
as for um Bracken, you might not mention him too much. His eyes are kind of twinkling with that, and he uh, he he comes back down to your guys' level. Uh, before you go, one last thing, Venture Lieutenant. You seem like a good sort of chap, and you've helped me out greatly, so allow me to return the favor. Do not take this charade any further than me. Use the identity when it suits you, but if you think you'll be able to waltz into the Waziel Sibo's office and wrangle an office in Absalom Station, well, I just wouldn't advise it. I, I smack him. I told you! Brockham <laughs> is smiling, and Brock, <laughs> Brasha is smiling, and he's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Venture Lieutenant Brackham, real name, never faces through danger. And he kind of winks at uh, Zephaldrin. He returns the wink. We Starfinders are slowly bouncing back after the scoured stars. I just would hate to see anything unfortunate happen. But if you have ever need of my resources, or maybe do some legwork for me in the void of space... Do not hesitate to reach out. I do so love sharing knowledge. Um, Brasha will look around, uh, making sure that uh, there's no prying eyes. Oh, there's uh, nobody. Yeah, it yeah. is him and the drones. He is overseeing the work, and it's all uh, automatons at work here. You are completely alone. He's He's nodding and smiling at you knowingly, and... I'm not going to insult myself to have you roll a sense motive. He he is amused by you. He doesn't feel insulted or anything. He 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 sees a kindred seeker of knowledge. Uh I'll I'll slip him my card and be <laughs> like if you ever need anything repaired or uh if perhaps you're looking for better prices on anything. You'll know where to find me. He takes the card, uh, stands to his full height, then bows low before the pair of you, and Zephaldrin leaps into the air and watches from above uh, and kind of like flitters around to the various stages of construction going on. There are uh, patios being installed. There are walkways. There's there's water features because, of course, there are. And uh, he's um, he's just going to project to project now as these uh, construction drones are just swiftly carving into the soil. Uh, and as you walk away, the appreciative chuckle of a, the dragon fills the both of your... Not both of your... The pair of you, your ears are filled with this, the appreciative chuckle of this dragon as you make your way back onto the skull and tones. Before that, I would also give him the frequency to listen to pirate radio and tell him that if he ever needs any tips or tricks for um, dealing with shitty people, uh, <laughs> it can, it might help to listen. Plus, good music. I'll uh, also tell him to, uh, that he should probably wait until there's a software update to return the two things because then they'll think they broke it. Uh, okay. So yeah, getting all this, his eyes light up. I thought your name was familiar. Yes, you are bit of a rebel. I I like your 
your style. And uh, he uh, he he takes he takes your frequency and your advice, <laughs> and he uh, goes back to uh, flitting around. And now, with my now seventy speed, back to the skull and zones. Okay, it takes you very short amount of time to get back into the ship. Uh, Karina fires up. Uh, as previously stated, she is completely space worthy, so she is good to fly uh there's just uh structural damage that will be needed to attend to at a shipyard or junkyard or somewhere that's not uh available right at the moment yeah i mean i'll keep pumping as much healing as i can into her uh while okay. we're drifting uh, i've got four more okay. uh things for today so i'll see how much i get we are sometimes we are not quite ready for drift travel but uh okay well i mean Whenever we're traveling. Gotcha. So, so, yep. Uh, you guys lift off of uh, the city of Kumo, uh, head up into the orbit of Triaxis, and Karina pipes up. Akim. Mute. <laughs> yes. Akim, before you called me, I was doing a passive scan for Brasha's ship. It is doing a very good job of avoiding my scans. And uh, she doesn't have a physical form, but imagine Karina is like staring at you right now, Brasha, uh, expectantly because she can't find you and she is quite smart. And he has, uh, and this ship has very decent sensors. Yeah, I don't imagine my tier five upgrades are yet installed. Nope. So. We will do that later. Haha, yeah. uh -huh, idiot. <laughs> It's just like types in password. Uh, is like Pussy Slayer 69XX. This is a family show. <laughs> so, uh, Brasha, um, what would you like to do? Um, is there a way to manually aim scans so that it's not just like scan sure. the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll kind of go over to the. Um, I guess it'd be like the comm station. Uh, this okay. So we've I've been it's kind, kind of, of uh, la yeah lax with uh, this ship. This ship is tiny. Um, <laughs> it is, it is. Um, yep. <laughs> so the comms keyboard. <laughs> yeah, basically, like each and it's your ship, Akim. So I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is a cramped quarters thing it's a little better now that the uh six and a half foot tall amazon isn't in here um but yeah you're able to direct the uh sensors wherever you wish yeah i had a map for my ship like it's not real big it, it has a basic uh quarters for sleeping and really relies on zero grav for mm -hmm. any level of comfortable space but um yeah the cockpit's very small um yeah so he he goes over to whether it's one like a separate unit or not and he'll um kind of start scanning the area uh that he was last left and say uh the uh the cloaking might still be active uh they only got a little bit of time to ransack my ship before the uh, Abadar Corps 
uh, <clears throat> drone came and uh, lit hell on their ass, but uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Thank you for the Foley work. <laughs> it's a touch screen, you asshole. Stop breaking things. <laughs> His claws. <laughs> <laughs> Russia pulled a keyboard out of his backpack. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> but yes, uh, it doesn't take you long at all. You know, it, it was more or less exactly where it was. Uh, you you do find your ship and um, I'm going to kind of take a lean back in my computer chair so you'll hear the squeak. So why don't you uh, describe what we see when we approach your ship? You'd like that. I would. I would very much would. Um, I'm trying to find the... Oh, there it is. Uh... Um... <clears throat> so, uh... The bizarre encounter um, with three A's bizarre mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is a medium ship size explorer um the uh the entire back half kind of um has metal shutters that will open up to be kind of a uh force field kind of like how uh the first star wars battlefront 2 mm -hmm. add in space uh the space battles um so you can comfortably fly into the ship and like there's mag locks to dock um and that's pretty much where he does all of his business is in his ship um if he's not at the casbah um other than that it's it's uh looks like a very straightforward almost like a pill shape um with two little turrets, one out of the the top and one out of the bottom, like straight in the middle. Um, and then the uh, the front of it over the... Yeah, so the front of it, there's the, um, like the bay window. I don't know what you'd call it. Viewport, forward viewport is what I usually call it. Forward viewport, yes. Um, Directly under the forward viewport, uh, there is a large pink nose painted on it, and above it is, uh, like, the fake eye markings that Brasha has over his. Oh. Um, and uh, other than that, it looks very almost surprisingly minimalistic for how extra Brasha is all the time. Um. So this doesn't have like large uh, wings on either side. It is, it is like you said, pill shaped. Yeah, no, pretty much. No fins. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what you'd see uh, coming up to it. It, it okay. looks like a tube with um, rounded edges. Okay. And uh, as he flies up to it, 
Um, Rasha starts muttering whether Akum hears her or not. Uh, <laughs> there is, unless you are speaking in your head, he can hear you. This is, vi- okay. you are basically uh, asses and elbows at this point if you're both in the cockpit area. Hot. <laughs> uh, I have yeah, four th- elbows. And a conical oh. asshole. <laughs> More elbows than asses, but still. That's kind of, uh, you know, homeo standard. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's just kind of like muttering to himself. Uh, oh, well, at least the, uh, the camouflage is still working. That's good to know. Hmm. Looks like there's still at least backup power. Okay. Uh, you should be safe to dock. Uh, the mag locks should be on for uh, ship docking. <laughs> ship parking. <laughs> Interstellar parking lot is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from there, Karina ch- chimes in. I see you've redecorated Lovely. And uh, she kind of takes the controls back, goes into, and then uh, latches into. Uh, so this is... Occam's ship is a tiny ship, so he can... Uh, his ship can fit in your cargo bay with no trouble. Very, very comfortably, yeah. Yeah. So you guys set down... The skull and tone starts to power down. And... I mean, as far as it ever does. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just Well, just the engines turn off and all that. Like, you need to... Your, your engine's powered down, but the power core and everything is still rolling. So, uh, did yeah. Did I mention when the, the engines turn off, the laser fires? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. You guys uh, have landed in the ship of the Bizarre Encounter. Uh, singular or plural encounter? Uh, it is an encounter. So. Okay. So, yeah, you have touched down on the bizarre encounter. Um, you want to give us a bit of a tour as uh, <laughs> make your way to the, the bridge? And, like, I want to know, you know, tell, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about what your ship has to offer. <laughs> Making my way back home, going to pet my fluffy dog. I'm laughing at my own joke. <laughs> the BRS of our encounter, Brasha's Royal Space. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so so this this cargo bay is actually a double wide cargo bay. Yeah. So it is the entire width of the uh, the ship, and there is a second. Uh, like opening bay on the other side um and if he gets real busy with customers which he you know rarely does because he tries not to double book like an asshole (laughs) um the the maglev bays can like rotate around in the hull uh so he could park like four ships or two yeah he could park like four ships basically um Mm -hmm. if he had to instead of the the two that are kind of there okay um so is it well lit is it 
do you have a lot of stuff in your cargo bay right now? Were you kind of in the middle of any sort of jobs where you have material just hanging out in this cargo bay? Like, I really want to get a feel for the ship before we uh, close out. Yeah, um, there would probably be a bunch of shit, like, scattered around the bay, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's anything he does, and actually when he jumps off of the uh, the skull and tones, he's like, oh, they just left the f- mess everywhere. They didn't even steal everything. What are they doing? Jesus. <laughs> they didn't even steal everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a complaint. <laughs> look, if you're going to be space pirates, be good space pirates. <laughs> um... So he'll go around checking the systems. There's a pretty decent-sized power core. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good drift engine. Uh, I forget what the, it's actually called. Drift engine signal major? Yep. Signal major think. drift engine, yeah. Yee, the three one. Yep, mm-hmm. the three one. The um, three one. Mark three. I'm upgrading to that one. Um, it has cheap but f- mid mid range sensors, um, and solid armor all around. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the main highlights of the ship are the uh, tech workshop, which is the only part of the ship that's not covered in absolute like scrap material Mm -hmm. every other room chock full of it crew quarters chock full of scrap (laughs) uh wiring batteries just like (laughs) there there's no labels on anything they seem to be like piled in mounds okay uh it's not too dissimilar from how uh akim had his uh secret base organized so akim uh are you following along with brasha I imagine I, I've probably been on his ship before. Maybe once or twice. Sure. But yeah. Um, so you'll hear Brasha loudly. Mark II synthesizer, you son of a bitch. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if you had come along with Ginker in this mission, you would have had that too. <laughs> But, uh, he, yes, <laughs> because I also want to be wanted. Uh, everyone's wanted for something. You are um, wanted, you fuck. <laughs> I'm wanted a bit. It sounds like you're wanted a lot. They're running fucking voice analysis looking for you. It was probably a passive one. I broadcast that signal a long ways. Anyway. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell. Uh, when he's well, not... You found some unwanted help, it seems. <laughs> when, when he's not... <laughs> screeching at uh, Occam. <laughs> uh, he's loudly complaining about how... Uh, when they ransacked his ship, they sorted everything. So all the copper wires are together, all the batteries are together. He's like, I had this all set up by job. Oh, no. God. What a nightmare. Okay. This is going to take 
days. I'll do it later. <laughs> um, and then it was never done. Boy, is that accurate. Um, Fuck that giant pile of copper wire. Go scrounging for more. I'll tear apart a couple laser pistols for it. <laughs> um, he also has an arcane laboratory. Uh, which he has not touched up to this point because he's never had points of mysticism before. <laughs> cool. So we can uh, we can explore what that looks like uh, it, when it, you're ready. Yeah. So, but, but basically, it's, it's just uh, <laughs> fair enough. So basically, the tech workshop can create mundane items. The arcane laboratory can make magical items. Okay. And the way uh, those two things work is. Uh, typically, it takes four hours. Uh, you can only make something uh, of so, make something of an item level equal to your number of ranks. But using the tech workshop, it cut, using the workshops rather, it cuts that time in half. So uh, if you were both in the tech workshop and you were both working on one item, rather than four hours, rather than two hours, it would only take you one hour to together to make. Um, uh, an item of your guys's up to level five, which um, I should say it also costs number of UPBs to make. Right. So you're still buying the shit. You just don't have to shop around for it. Exactly. And also things you make, uh, like there are bonuses to um, it's it's hardness and stuff like that. We can get into things if you want to uh, do some crafting soon. And also there's no check, so there's no chance for failure. As long as you have the time, and the material, you can craft it. The... the main bonus to crafting your own weapons is that there's no serial number, so Abadar Corp <laughs> can't track you. And that's yeah. how Brasha gets business. <laughs> and this is why you two are friends. <laughs> really much. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> we come together in our shared hatred for a singular entity. Yep. Okay, so moving past uh, the expansion base, uh, medium frame explorer uh, has four. You have two cargo bay, arcane, and then tech workshops. So uh, let's go uh, finish up the the rest of the tour on your way towards the bridge. I imagine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the bridge. I imagine it kind of set up like the Enterprise's bridge. Oh. Uh, where it's like the two levels of computers. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is the higher level of computers has like a break right in the middle because Brasho's normally piloting this alone so he's running back and forth between them gotcha um, <laughs> why don't you just put it all on one screen because I've been busy making other shit you this have a screen right there <laughs> just move all your fucking windows to that so I guess I guess that leads me to this question: Is your bridge filled with shit? Um, is a probably box not anymore. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> every uh, every chair has a gravel drop away. <laughs> no. Um, but so is it is it well lit? So like you know, paint a picture. Like you say, it's like the Enterprise. It's not as clean or well lit or uh, carpeted like the Enterprise, I imagine. Uh, it's probably carpeted. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. He's gotta dig his claws into something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It feels good. 
Yeah, you know, like when you get, it's like airplane <laughs> carpeting though. Like, okay, yep. Yeah, <laughs> so not good. <laughs> but there, there is like just a large piece of cardboard over in the corner that he likes to lay on sometimes. <laughs> it's better than your weird ass harnesses. <laughs> but okay, so uh, uh, um, uh, there are six, I should say like, just real quick, like behind this, not behind the scenes, just mechanically, your ship can be operated entirely by one person, but yeah. there are max maximum six station seats. So if you were to get on, get a crew together, you could have six people. Everyone else would have to like fuck around and do other shit. But hey, like Don, I have yes? a question. So when when I was looking at the VIs, mm -hmm. um, it mentioned that um, there is something called a starship network. Uh huh. What is that? That is for living ships that are connected with a hive mind. Okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah. But uh, sorry, Brasha, uh, you are going around your bridge. Is it well lit? Uh, is it... Right now, it has like emergency lighting, which I picture to be like um, in a movie theater when the movie's mm. playing. It's got like those little light strips. Yep. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, well, good. Emergency power is on. So let's see if full power is ready. Ah! <laughs> uh, lights will ping on. Um, and I think it's like an uh, ambient glow kind of coming from the ceiling more than individual lights. Um, you get a big uh, diffusion light. Diffusion light. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Like, no. like the um, the Enterprise actually has that. Yep. Yeah. Nice mood lighting. Very nice. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, uh, all your systems come online. Everything's good. Um. So yeah. Uh, what is your guys' next move as you guys settle in as uh, this this ship powers up to full power? Well, first thing we gotta do is find out who the fuck is hunting Brasha and where the fuck to get away from them. Well, the elves are after me, so... I mean, you know those assholes, they play by their own rules. The elves or the drow? The... elves? The elves. The elves. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like... did, did you go piss off the Castrovellian royalty? No. Well, uh, I don't know exactly who it was. I got there. There were elves. They didn't see my party, but apparently they heard me saying, "Grab what you can and get the fuck out of here." So they have my voice. Not much I can do about that. There's actually several things you can do about that. Not much I can do about them. <laughs> I don't know. We could probably remove your voice box or have it changed. So you sound like a squeaky little bitch that you are. Wow, I'm isolating that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of contacts that I can help with at least. Uh... 
getting rid of the whole voice sample problem, but uh, they don't know what my ship looks like. I don't think they know what I look like. So, problems, yes, but severe problems, maybe a little bit less so. Uh, first thing we need to do, I guess, is get my ship fixed. Looks like my drift drive is busted. Uh, crack the old little... knuckles. Uh... <laughs> Regardless, um, you need some tech wizard to help you uh, either scrub yourself from someone else's records or some way of masking your own thing. T-Pain! So it sounds like you need a tech wizard or a magic guru. See what I did there? See what I did there, guys? <laughs> or, or Brasha can become T-Pain. T-Pain! I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> Ludacris, Blizzard Man. Better than T-Pain. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I want to go to, and if I may, just spout bullshit into Please. existence. Um, yeah. uh, I want to go to Tortuga for a hidden spaceport amid the diaspora where uh, Karina and her pirates uh, dock their ships and shit. So uh, the person Karina. Yes, the person Karina. Okay, so person Karina. <laughs> you have so many Karinas, so you want to go to the place where the namesake of your starship has her crew. Yes. They're... Tortuga 4 in the Diaspora. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to get my ship fixed and upgraded there. Unfortunately, sure. it's my ship, so we're going to <laughs> Absalom State to meet up with the star <laughs> Hey, Karina. Pack this fucking ship. <laughs> You'll die before you get the chance, boy. <laughs> hey, Karina, disengage the airlock. Okay, computer, disengage maglock and barrel roll. Bye, ship. Karina, synchronize. <laughs> Synchronize. Okay, so <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, I'm fine with uh, going to Tortuga for if okay. that's where. Uh... If you're upgrading your ship, you can get nice things there too. I'm not upgrading my ship, but thank you for asking. Oh. He's technically already upgraded. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't retrieve your ship until it was appropriately leveled. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Brasha, I don't know if you uh, actually, Akim does. Brasha know Karina the person? I don't know. Does uh, I'd leave that up to him. Uh, okay. I would leave that up to him. Well, it's your uh, contact, so it's it's someone from your past. You've only known Brasha I guess a year. So. That's fair. Um, I mean, I don't know her through him, at least. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I I might have. I would say I might have heard of the name Karina. Yeah. The pirate. <laughs> So uh, that means, Brasha, you can uh, punch coordinates into a drift beacon that is within the diaspora. Uh, go ahead and uh, give me 
the uh, D6 for how long you'll be within the drift. So the way the way, the way I've been doing this, the way I'm doing this now is like this role is you calculating how long it'll take you. You can still choose to like, ooh, that's too long. Fuck the drift. Uh, if you go by thrusters, it'll take you one d six plus two. But uh, within system, it'll take you one d six days divided by your drift engine. So what did you get? I rolled a one. Oh my god! Yeah. So it will take eight hours. That's exactly right, and that's something I want to point out here for the half a dozen people who listen religiously. <laughs> I'm rounding up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> five and a, five and three point two people. Listen. You laugh so hard on that one. That hurt a little bit. Um, but no, the way drift travel works is it's if it's a fraction, you maintain the fraction because that is how much partial of a day. So yeah, it'll take you only eight hours. Uh, that's enough time to uh, hit up the common uh, crew quarters that you have, Brasha. You guys can clean yourselves up, attune to whatever ability crystal you want to. Uh, and then uh, we can go from... Well, we won't go from there. We're going to be... This is where we'll be leaving this. So uh, as this Triaxianite arc closes, Brasha, you can... Uh, I don't know if you have a, a cute phrase, and you do not have to, of uh, engaging the drift. You can slap the button. It can be no big deal at all, but we'll close this portion out with you doing it. Not that. <laughs> no, I have to cut that. <laughs> yeah, you... but gets the coordinates in, is about to hit the button, and then thinks for a second and goes... I hope they didn't start batteries in the showers. <laughs> and he says that every time he drinks. No. <laughs> and as the ship fades from the material plane and into the drift, on one of the many screens in the cockpit of the bridge, you see Triaxis fade away. The blue-green-white marble of this world is far below you, and your friend is even further away. Akim, one of your closest friends, is on her own in the company of a being the very antithesis to everything she holds dear. Brasha, that woman saved you from a uh, deserved prison sentence, then dragged your ass through an undead infested jungle for nearly a week. But you both now have your freedom from that. The road is ahead. Yeah, tip for that. Uh, Occam's hoping that a literal fucking small army of ships can handle a vampire and some dragons. And uh, we will leave that there. And now for the epilogue. Weeks go by and the siege on Kriva's crater continues. Ichera locks down local infospheres in Kimura and martial law is declared. From under the city around the castle... Kriva sends forth waves of undead, the majority of which seem to be Kasatha. What dragons Kriva does have in his service are kept back at the castle. Very little progress is made due to superior knowledge of the grounds in the crater. Badzion has become a staging ground for the assault. Jax, the goblin tavern keeper of the Pixie Arms, attempts to hack the Infosphere to get Brutaris matches in one night, 
but is caught and arrested. Showing some mercy, his sentence is to be commuted by serving meals to the troops. Coordinating with the stable master Gnome of Badzion, Eddie Star has created a supply chain from Kimura to Badzion, comprising entirely of the beasts that she cares for. When she's not transporting materiel, she's stalking the edge of the jungle on the Shotalashu she's since bonded with. Picking off any Rananek or undead that make their way past the battalion, she has become a force of her own. The Starfinder Lodge construction site is occupied by the troops of Kimura and is used as a barracks and triage center. The UPB oozes have been reprogrammed to only target undead. The large construction trucks have been cannibalized for parts and UPBs. A small contingent of undead Kasatha have taken up residence in the downed colony ship, and drone surveillance shows that there are attempts made at restoring power to the core, one captured battery at a time. Though there have been no signs of Francis anywhere, one patrol of Crevis forces was found to have been pecked to death, and along the northwest corner of the crater, strange eggs can be found. Orders from both sides of the skirmish are to crush these eggs on sight. And so comes another end of the year in the Pact World system, and the Iomedi Navy has a cruiser parked in orbit waiting for some sign from Knight Lieutenant Rhapsody. Finally, on the eve of the first day of 318 AG, another snowstorm whips through the jungle, and hundreds of trees have peculiar frost patterns. The fractals of ice crystals almost make it look like patterns, patterns of long swords on the leaves of one tree in particular, next to a pond that sometimes glows from some unknown source. And so ends the Triaxian Knight's Arc, though it is ending uh, a little bit more abruptly than I had planned. Uh, circumstances are as they are, it was the right choice to make. I cannot begin to express the gratitude I have for all of you who have continued to listen to our tale, to listen to me uh, flounder and grow as a GM and storyteller but also to my friends who stick with me and continue to show up each session. Next arc will be focusing on Occam and Brasha, but I don't want to have a party of just two players, so if uh, any listeners are interested in guesting for a, a brief run, please hit us up on social media or uh, on our Discord. The way I'm going to be approaching the next arc is kind of taking a step back from the slog of a dungeon crawl. We're going to experience what it's like to live in this packed worlds, their day-to-day -day life, and uh, the excitement thereof. So if you have a decent microphone and are interested in playing, please, please hit me up. I'm more than happy to help you get a character sheet made, and we can see what sort of adventures we build together. And that will be all for me. We will be going right into the next arc next week. Same Hex time, same Hex channel. Hex Grid Heroes. <laughs>